Good morning, everybody. It is Manchester is burning. It is December the 30th, 2020. This is your instant, not so instant reaction to Manchester United versus Wolves. The Wolves at Old Trafford yesterday afternoon, U.S. time, U.K. at night. Wow. I got to do some shout outs first, but then I'm going to give you my reaction. I'm going to go over maybe three, probably four points from that match. But I got a couple of shout outs first that I want to talk about uh, before I begin talking about United and Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton. All right, here we go. First shout out. Actually, I'm going to have three. I have three shout outs. First shout out is to all of you, the audience, the listeners, the watchers on the YouTube channel of Manchester is Burning. This is for me a labor of love. I make no money off of this. Yeah, I know I got to add to the beginning, but I'll tell you the truth, y'all. I don't get any money out of this. I just do this to be productive. I do this to have fun. I do this to inform and maybe hopefully entertain y'all in these uh, podcasts, video casts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I thank you all for listening. I urge you, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please, please give a rating of five stars. That's going to help, help you, help others find this podcast easier. And so for we are growing quickly, quickly. We are growing and growing. Please tell your friends. Please put those five stars. Please go put in a rating on Apple Podcast. And I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening and so forth. Um, I, I, I cannot thank you enough. And please tell your friends and so forth. We'll try to give a different perspective here. Um, looking at English football, looking at the Premier League, the WSL, the FA competitions, look at things from a philosophical standpoint, a mindset standpoint, a stat standpoint. We're trying to do it a little bit different. I thank you all for uh, being a part of this uh, ground, definitely from the ground up movement. All right, second shout out. The hate machine is continuing, and it's continuing to be fed by yet another Premier League team against Manchester City. I ranted yesterday against the radical, altruistic football fan who believes who believes in conspiracy theories, who spreads conspiracy theories, who spreads misinformation, who spreads subjective, blank-out, non-facts about situations because their love of their football club overrides every other aspect of their lives, every other aspect. They do not have a life beyond the complete allegiance to nothing else. That's why they are radical altered, nothing else but their football club, but they want to spread the social media hate against City against facts, against reality. And again, as I said yesterday, I said y'all yesterday, I said Everton added to the mix because they want some official inquiry. I get it. I understand. But, but, you know, but now David Moyes, failed manager at Manchester United. Absolute failure. He should have never had the job. Sir Alex, God bless him. But he, God bless him. God bless Sir Alex. But he should never have picked the dude. 
to succeed him, and he became a failure at Manchester United. Uh, I don't know, but he decided yesterday to join the hate train, the hate train through the park. There's no kids on that train, just just social media dribble and non-facts and blankouts. David Moyes coming out and saying that Manchester City, they got special treatment. They got special treatment. They got special treatment. Oh, my God. No, y'all. It don't matter. It don't matter. You know what, David? David, win some matches, first off. Win some matches. Okay? I know West Ham's horrible, but win some matches, first off. And then secondly, more importantly, bring the facts to the table. But I promise you, Mr. Moyes, Mr. Moyes, that I promise you, I promise you that when you look at your facts about your situation, there is going to be a different scenario to this one. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you. This social media campaign against greatness has to end. We need to stop cutting people's legs off because they are great. The altruism, radical altruism, has to end, or it it will be the absolute mind blank out of football. It has to stop. It really does. Okay, so that's the second shout-out. Third shout-out, Arsenal. You know, Mikel Arteta is a level four leader. He's that's it. Love for a leader. He, he's competent leading people, competent in creating maybe a vision, but is not sexual action. Not, oh man, that's a total simple. To <laughs> okay, he's not self actualized. <laughs> oh my God. All right, I'm not even cutting that one out, y'all. All right, he is not a self actualized level, level five leader. Um, not yet. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll grow into it. He's got a lot of time. Maybe, maybe he will. He's got, he bought himself some time. His team bought himself some time. Three, one win against Chelsea. That was key because that's a rival that now has put some questions onto the minds of blues fans, Chelsea fans uh, to their oligarch owner about Lampard and his future. Now, also, then you talk, you talk, you go to the next match, Arsenal Gunners, Gunner fans, not crazy, acting crazy because they don't act insane when they win. They win again, one nil yesterday. They win again, one nil. That's okay, two in a row in the league. So maybe things are not as bad as they seem. And that's what it seems to come down to. You watch fan TV. You watch fan TV on YouTube and it is a swinging pendulum from one end of the ocean to the next end of the ocean about 5,000 miles, depending on what match you're looking at. And it's very, very, very subjective. And that one is what makes it entertaining. Definitely. But you look at Arsenal fan. So, so Arteta was dead person walking down the plank in the middle of the Pacific ocean with no Island in sight to swim to. And then 
you go almost nearly four or five days later and he's won two games in a row in the league and things are now looking up again. Believe the process. Stolen, stolen saying, but yeah, you believe in the process. All right. Do you all Gunners fans believe in the process? I don't know if you do or not, but here's the objective truth. The objective truth is your team is not as bad as most people make it out to be. Your team is not as good as y'all make it out to be when they win. And that is the same with every single club out there. I said it over and over again about Manchester United, and I'll get to that when I talk about their match against Wolves. I'll say it over and over and over and over again. Team is never as bad as fan TV will tell you, and they're not as good as fan TV will tell you. It the truth, the objective truth, and even the subjective truth is somewhere in the middle all the time, all the time. All right. So those are the three shout outs before we been again the main content coming right up. Welcome to the main segment of Manchester is burning on the 30th of December. Let's talk about Manchester United at Old Trafford in very, very, very cold, frigid tundra of Manchester snow. If you've seen the Instagram post, I probably not, but you've seen the Instagram post from Cavani uh, and I think Teles, who I'm not sure they're used to all that snow. Just shoveling snow and getting snow off their cars and things like that because they got to go to work. Interesting sight. Interesting sight. Um, I don't think they're used to that type of stuff, but yeah. But it was frigidly cold. I remember the commentators watching the match. They were saying, yeah, I got like eight layers on, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's how cold it was. So three points, maybe four about that match. One point is this. Liverpool did this, Manchester City did this, uh, Chelsea did this on their road to the titles in recent years. You watch their match and you're sitting at 1-1 or 0-0 late, 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 late in the match. You know, like, oh, it's going to be a draw. They're going to drop points this time. They're not champions yet. They're not, they don't got the mentality yet. Their minds are not ready yet. They're not ready to make that change. There are stages of change, y'all. They're not ready to take action. They're preparing to take action, but they're not ready, fully ready to take that next step mentally, mindset-wise. The mentality's not there yet. You're thinking it's not there. It's not yet. They're not ready. They're not ready to take the next step to lift a trophy, what it takes to lift that trophy. And then what they did, and you saw it, Many, many times for City, particularly in that second trophy run by them. You saw it from Liverpool as well. Gutting out with the mindset that we're going to take the three points. We're not going to settle. We're not going to settle. We're not going to have regrets. We're not going to settle for a point. We're not going to lose. We're not going to draw. We're going to win. And they find a way through tired legs tired minds they find a way to get that final goal in the end someone does something of magic of skill not luck there's no luck involved in this it may look lucky 
bounces off the post, hitting off another player and everything else. But someone has to do something to step up mind-wise and body-wise on that pitch to get that shot off. Late, late, late. And it happened last night. It happened with Marcus Rashford. He is not yet world-class, but he is darn close. He is darn close. He is a true, almost self-actualized man off the pitch and almost on the pitch. you got to give him his due when he's due. And he is not yet in his prime. He's got a couple more years to go to get there. But he found that shot. He said, take the shot. What's, what are you going to lose? What are you going to lose by taking the shot? You've got to have the mindset to say, I'm not going to let this match end this way. So he took the shot in the 93rd minute and it hit off. Is it size? I think that guy's name is. I, I kind of feel sorry for the dude because he had a really great game. He almost took it. I mean, he almost put United to the sword a couple of times, but he hit it off the dude, but that shot was going on goal anyways, and it deflected off the dude and went into the net, and the last minute, one nil instead of a draw. Remember, y'all, the mindset with Wolves is this. They are so organized. They are incredibly disciplined, and they can play defensive, and you've got to be patient, and you got to break them down. They got really tired at the end, they last played 48 hours previously. They got tired at the end. They've had injuries. They've had all that. But they played their hearts out. They really did. They played their hearts out. They did what they were supposed to do. They followed the plan. They followed the plan to the T, y'all. They did. They got well organized. They were disciplined. And the last 30 minutes, they said, you know what? We'll go ahead and play for that one point. We'll go ahead and play by one point. Try to break us down, y'all. Try to break us down, Pogba. Try to break us down, Fernandez. Try to break us down, Shaw. Try to break us down, Rashford. Try to break us down, Cavani. Greenwood. Martial. Try to break us down. But you know what? You In previous matches against Wolves, draws. Zero zeros. Zero zeros. But this time was different. The mindset is different. We aren't going to lose. We're going to win, and it's never going to look pretty. It's going to look ugly as a macaroni picture painted by a two-year-old who hasn't slept in 18 hours. That's how ugly it's going to look like. It's going to look like that macaroni painting that your, that your two-year-old half awake makes when they should be asleep, but you get them up and they do something because I don't know, you don't know what else to do as a parent. And so they're going to make some macaroni painting and it looks ugly as all get out. You you think at the time it looks cute. It's not, it's, it's, it's a mess. Okay. It's just basically a mess. And that's what this match was. But you know what? The mindset was for United players. The fans didn't have it. The fans were thinking it was going to be a draw. Every single fan that I've seen and heard said, this is going to be a draw. But no, it was not. The mentality, the mental side of this mind saying we aren't going to draw this time. They remember the taste in their mouth against Leicester. They gave up that last goal and they ended up with a draw when they should have gotten a win. You heard some rumblings from the locker room 
the dressing room saying that tasted bad and sure did. It tasted bad. Have you ever had Coca-Cola out in the sun at least out there for nine days straight in your car? And you kept the bottle cap open. Has been sitting in your car in the summer in Atlanta for nine days straight. And then you try, you was, you're thirsty. You're driving down the road on the connector. And then you're like, oh, I, I need something to drink. I'm parched. And you grab that Coke's been sitting there for 10 days straight. Do you know how it tastes? It's worse than battery acid. It's, uh, uh, it's undescribable. And that's what this match was. It was undescribably ugly and tasted bitter. Okay. But this time they took that bitter taste out of their mouth and they got a win. Three points at the end of the day. Objectively speaking, that's three points. When they could have had one, they could have had zero. Three points. That's all that matters, particularly during the grind. The grind of December into January where it's match after match after match. Because they got another game in three days. I think a tougher game, to be honest with you, in three days. But they got a tougher game. Number two. Number two, you got to bear with me. I got to take a breath, y'all. I got to take a breath. (laughs) I got to take a breath from this. You know what? Point number two, y'all. I've been saying this in the other podcast about Manchester City, who, who, by the way, objectively speaking and subjectively speaking, have the best defense in the Premier League. I bet y'all didn't know that if you didn't listen. But, you you know, you can go back and listen to the last few podcasts I've been telling you. I say this, this put this on my motto poor, put it on. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about no tombstones, not this time of day, not this time of night during this period of life that we're living in. But, but I told y'all, I tell y'all what I tell you, I'm here. I'm, I'm trying to listen to y'all. What I tell you is you can't lose matches if you don't give up goals. Repeat after me. You cannot lose matches. If you never give up a goal. That talks about defense and goaltending. Men of the match. Eric Bailey. Bailey. I don't know. I don't. I can't pronounce his name correctly. And David De Gea. Oh, I said his name. David De Gea. Yes. I watched the highlights. I watched the whole match. David De Gea made two saves. Two great saves. I mean, the XGs on those shots were, were very low by Wolves. I mean, I'll get to that in a minute. But but still, they were incredible saves that he made, two of them. And that's what you need from your goaltender. Make one or two great saves in a game to keep that clean sheet rolling. Then he had a third one. It was off sides, but, but he didn't know that. You don't know that until the end. They're not going to put the flag up until the play is over. He tipped that thing over the ball. The bar, not ball. Bar, okay, up the bar. All right, over the bar. Sorry, sorry, I get sidetracked. Okay, but the hair, a great match. Everybody, I know, I know, I, I hope, I really do for this for his sake. He's been with United for I think four years now. Got came from Spain. Was supposed to be this fast center back. Uh, that's gonna gonna make some changes and and everything else, but it hasn't worked out so far for him uh, because a lot of injuries. The English game is tough. It's about as tough as 
being in the summer in Columbia, South Carolina, in Richmond, Virginia in the summer, and you've got no air conditioning, and you're just melting in your room, but that's another story for another day. But it's been tough, man. It's been tough for him. And so he is a fast center back. And he he got he a little reckless. <laughs> I mean, he's a little reckless. But he's fast. And there were many times he chased down some people because he had pace. That's the thing that McGuire does not have. That's the thing that Lindelhoff does not have. is the pace and the speed to track down people. Wolves got some fast players, and that's what happened. So what Wolves wanted to do was take advantage of the slowness of the back line with center backs. But Bailey was out there, and he's fast, and he tracked down and broke up some chances that the Wolves had. So that combo, I've been saying over and over again, that combo of the tree and the shrubbery. The tree is McGuire. The shrubbery is Lindelof. Well, Lindoff is injured, so Bailey got to be in there. I hope he don't get injured again. I'm telling you, I hope he don't because that's a great combination. It complements each other's strengths. You got a dude who's a tree, who's strong, and you, you saw him manhandle Traore. He's got baby oil all over him, literally baby oil all over the dude, and he can physically manhandle that dude. That's what you need. You but you also need a dude who's in the center back who's going to chase some people down. And he did. He chased people down and stopped chances from becoming uh, gut-wrenching goals for the Wolves, for Wolverhampton. So Bailey and De Gea, men of the match, I'm going to do a call. Let me talk about some stats, third point, some stats. Let me go, let me look at, let's look at this XG here. Manchester United's XG was 1.48 compared to the Wolves, 0.41. That's defense, y'all. Defense did kept the Wolves from getting good opportunities. Just like I said earlier, they were not strong opportunities for Wolves. There were some moments that Saez fella, you know, he got some good good tries in there, some set pieces and things like that. But the highest XG on one of their shots was 0.09. Very low. Very low XG. The, the defense held. De Gea made some great saves. All right. United, on the other hand, they had an XG of 1.48. Now, talk about some missed opportunities there, but I think it was more about goalie play on the other end by Patricio and so forth. But they just did not have – the Wolves did not, didn't have the chances. And I know they were depleted. They didn't have him in this and everything else. They were depleted and so forth. But at the end of the day, 0.41, I did not think by any stretch of the imagination the Wolves were going to score anything. I just didn't think they, they didn't have it. The defense was too – the defense for United too solid. Uh, they had the right combination in the lineup with uh, Tellez, Bailey, uh, Juan Basaka, the tree in the back line. That was the right back line set up for this match. And it worked. Now, I know Tellez came up with an injury you put in uh, Shaw, and I think that was a really important uh, substitution. You got to give it to Ollie for that one. But more stats here. The uh, PPDA – how many passes in the defensive zone does a team allow before a defensive action? Shows you how pressing they are in the defensive zone. United's was 10.96. Wanderers, 
26.36. So they let United do a lot of passing, a lot of possession in their zone, in defensive zone. But that's partly due to the fact that Wolves is pulling back, pulling back. They parked that bus like a truck on I-95 in the middle of Savannah, which I-95 don't even go through. But okay. But that PPDA for United was a 10.96. Didn't press too hard in defensive zone, but enough. Enough. Enough there. Enough. All right. Now, some missed opportunities. Uh, I got a, and, and I don't know if they're necessarily missed opportunities or not. I, I, I don't really know. But again, when I look at XG shots or 0. 0.30 or higher, those are opportunities in my mind that are missed. And I'm looking at a three in particular. Uh, Edison Cavani, an open play on his left foot, missed a shot. XG 74, 0.74. That's a missed opportunity. But he's a striker. He's poorly being served. He is not being served. He's the dudes that are in the in the restaurant on a busy Saturday night. And the they, and basically the waitresses, waiters had forgot about him. But, you know, they're just waiting for the food for the last hour. They're just not being served. And Martial and Cavani, whoever it is up front in this system with Ali, they're not being served. And Cavani wasn't being served. And But this was a missed opportunity by Cavani there. 0.74. Missed it. Missed a shot. Missed a shot. Bruno Fernandez. Now, I think this was a this was a great play by you can look at it both ways. This XG, he had the ball, was perfectly placed to Bruno right in front of the goal, right in front of Patricio and, and, and Fernandez. He couldn't get enough on it. And then the goal in, but he hit it straight to the goalie. That was an XG of 0.45. Okay, that, that was saved. Uh that was a Greenwood assist. Um any but I don't know if that's necessarily I, I, I go both ways on that one. But at the end of the day, objectively speaking, that was a missed opportunity. Subjectively, maybe not uh, there, but another one. Um, and then uh, uh, Cavani again, open play, an assist from Matic, header, uh, header missed uh, by Cavani again. Headers, uh, it's a crapshoot with them. XG on that shot was 0.33. Two of those missed opportunities, missed shots. Um, I mean, it could have been two, but Wolves, Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton couldn't come close, not even close to the goal. Um, even though they did have some some interesting chances there, but broken up by pace. But the stats didn't. I mean, it, I mean, the stats look ugly. The match was ugly, but don't matter. Three points. So as I say to uh, to United fans, I'm going to say that I've said to other fans. Enjoy your one nothing. It didn't look pretty. It didn't look nice. It was not a Van Gogh. It was not a Picasso. It was your child's macaroni painting at midnight. I know you think it's cute, but it's not. So enjoy it. So you, you United fans, you got your three points. You are now your team. Your team was struggling. You were going to fire Cousin Ollie is now in second place. But you know what? Hold your horses, y'all. Don't get crazy. Remember what I said earlier? Your team is not as good as you think it is. It's not as bad. 
calm down. Liverpool is still the champions. Liverpool is still the best team in the league. In the league. Liverpool is still the best team in England. Until someone knocks them off. United is going to have their opportunity coming up very soon. The key match of their mentality is coming up. United against Liverpool is coming up. But hold your horses. Do not get crazy. United fans, don't get crazy. Look at it for what it is. Liverpool still the best team in the league, still the best team in the country until someone knocks them off. Until someone knocks them off. Their purchase, Sir Alex said. And United will have their chance. So slow down. Aston Villa is coming up on the first, y'all. I'm a little bit worried. If I were United fans, I'm a little bit concerned. Tired legs means tired minds. Tired minds means tired legs. I'm a little bit concerned. Aston Villa is going to be much tougher than y'all think it is. So watch out. I want to throw another stat by you real, real quick to end this thing. To end this thing, I'm going to, I'm going to add one more stat. United have scored 10 goals in the last 15 minutes of matches in the league this year. 10. 10 goals in the last 15 minutes of matches in the league this year. I want you all to think about that, about mentality. It takes mentality, a mindset of change, preparing and taking action to to overrule your body's cement legs to go for a goal at the end. You think United don't score late? They do. 10 goals in the last 15 minutes. I will leave you with that important stat, y'all, coming up. All right? But Manchester's burning is going to end for today. It's going to end. Sorry, y'all. It's going to end. Look at the light. Feel the light. Become one with the light. Do not let the darkness hug you, but do acknowledge that it's there. Happy New Year. You may not hear from me again till the New Year. I do not know. I am unpredictable. But Happy New Year, y'all. I hope 2021 is much better than 2020. And Manchester Burning is out.